time alone with Jesus is so important. I didn't know that you could get married and just have a whole lot uh -huh. of dang fun. When you nurture your marriage, the butterflies, they come back. Men are designed to be givers and women are designed to receive. The woman was the creation finale. Hey, Terry Bonin here. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today I have Madeline, my oldest daughter, with me. Hi. And we're, and we're talking about the four pillars of a romantic relationship. Some people refer to these as stages, but I have decided that they're not stages. Do you know how right it feels to be here on an actual podcast with you after how many conversations have we had? <laughs> not just about this, but just in general, trying to... A million. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Usually in the kitchen over food or... <laughs> but how many times have we hopped on a Facebook Live trying to talk like this and it hasn't... Yeah, we always have hurdles. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're finally here. This really interests me. The four, when I read the information on the four stages of a relationship, I thought, yes, this makes sense, but I don't think that these are stages because of people like you and Matthias, Madeline, y'all knew really quickly. So if you were supposed to go through a stage to get to a certain, then y'all rushed through it. The four stages are intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and physical. If these were stages, then I want you to picture the food pyramid. Rarely would you see a hospital janitor married to a brain surgeon. Can you picture that even? I mean, not they're just not intellectually compatible. But typically, relationships start, romantic relationships start because people are intellectually compatible, regardless of what that is. Whether, they like thinking about the same things, talking about the same things. Not necessarily, not necessarily that they share all the same hobbies, but they're similar in that way. I, I understand what you're saying. Right. Exactly. So anyway, so intellectually, you're going to meet with someone. You're going to know, okay, you know what? I like spending time with this person. I like the way this person thinks. I like, their, I like what they read or I like their disciplines. Um, and it's that's the start. have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. That's the start of a, a relationship. And that's the start of a romantic relationship. Um, I think you probably saw that in Matthias. I mean, he's super smart. He's brainiac like you. You like different books and you like to think about different things, but compatible. he's intellectually compatible. Yeah, definitely. He is Let's put this on the record, though. He is a lot smarter than I am. He's a physicist <laughs> and an engineer. I mean, I have some college. And then I was like, no, I'm going to pursue the arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You know, with dad being a doctor, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think we're actually intellectually compatible. <laughs> But, no, I know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> continue. Continue. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, and then after you spend time with somebody, then you will go a little bit deeper with emotions and you, you get emotional, emotionally tied to someone through experiences. They're spending time with them. Yeah. And that definitely happens either with intense experiences together or, or time together. Like I think that those both play a role in how emotionally tied you become i mean it's nice when they're done in order because like intellectual emotional then spiritual and then physical i think people women especially get hurt today because people start with the physical when that's the very last stage of relationship if you can save it till marriage you are less likely to be hurt in all the ways my pastor was talking about 
I hope I can say this on your podcast. I'm sure I can, but he was talking about safe sex Sunday from the pulpit. And he was like, you know, a lot of people, you know, we're teaching safe sex and people think that means putting something on when you're having sex. And he was like, and it's true. You put on a wedding ring. <laughs> we, were, we were all cringing so hard. But oh my gosh. He, yeah, but I loved it. I love that. I'm That's like, the safest kind of sex you can have right there. Yeah, put something on, a wedding ring, and then have some sex. <laughs> and really, that's all you need. Oh, oh my goodness. That's good. And I love that. And yeah, um, there's this, I think women feel like they're connecting emotionally with someone when they have sex, which you are. But if it's out of order, so much pain will happen. So, um, and so many, this is crazy. I was getting my hair highlighted and talking to my hairdresser. <laughs> I don't think she listens, but she would, wouldn't mind me talking about this. I'm just shocked that people will jump into bed on the first date. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you don't even know anything about him. Like, is he an ax murderer? I mean, like, is he, you know, like, who is he and where does he come from, from and what is, what is his background? And I mean, there, there are so many things to find out. I mean, and it's hard to wade through and find out those things when you get physically involved with somebody, you can't think rationally anymore. Yeah. I think it, when you go backwards, when you start with the physical, it's really hard to, with a clear mind, get to know somebody intellectually and emotionally and spiritually, because you've already gone somewhere that really muddies the waters mm -hmm. versus if you're getting to know them intellectually and you haven't slept with them, you're not tied to them emotionally in that way. So you can make a more clear decision on whether or not, Relationship. yeah, you want to continue. But it's once you messy. get, yeah, once you get physically involved, it gets really confusing. Maybe, maybe not for men. I don't know. Maybe that's a, a, a feminine thing. Maybe because it seems like guys can drop girls like hot potatoes. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Also, I slept with you and you're a bimbo, so it's over. I don't know. Absolutely. But no, girls, girls are a little more like, I slept with you and I kind of want to make this work last forever. Yes, they're emotionally tied, and I agree that men do not feel as emotionally tied. They have they're just made differently. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme recently, and it said, I just had dinner with a guy and slept with him and sent him home in an Uber. Let's see how he feels. And I laughed so hard and showed Matthias and he was like, oh my word. <laughs> like he's gonna love that. Thanks for paying for his dinner, sleeping with him and sending him home. Like right. it's not the same. No, it's not the same. It's sad. And I didn't mean to spend so much time talking about this, but it is important because so many people don't realize or so many women don't realize that they're setting themselves up for so much heartache and pain and um, if the, and it can be avoided if they'll just draw boundaries and say, you know, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm saving that. Um, it's so hard to draw boundaries, though. It is, especially when you're attracted to someone. One thing I see young girls doing that makes me cringe, <laughs> they want to become emotionally um, connected, say, to the man they're attracted to. And so they will tell him personal things that are – Things like, I'm on my period and I'm having cramps and, you know, that type of, that's not an emotional connection. That's just TMI. Do you think so? Yeah. I think we were raised, I think it's a generational thing because I don't see that as TMI. That's not sexual though. And if she's in physical pain, I don't think it's weird. Like if my boyfriend was in physical pain, I wouldn't mind him telling me that. I wouldn't think it was TMI. Yeah, I, I guess it's her motives, I guess would be. 
Yeah, I guess depending on why she is telling him, but I don't think most people right. reveal that piece of information. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I just know what I have experienced with teenagers. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> you're sharing too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to make you closer to him. It might make you feel closer to him. So th- there are four stages, but you're going to go through them sometimes pretty quickly because when you know, you know. I knew the dad was the one I was going to marry. You knew that Matthias was for you. Yeah, you just like know. Not even, yeah. How, like, how did you know? Was it just, I know it wasn't just physical. Was it spiritual, emotional, intellectual? Like, how did you know? If if somebody could tell you how to know, they would make a million dollars. So I can't tell you how to know. You just, you just know. <laughs> it is true. But I, I think if you were to sit down and think about it, all of the elements were there. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had great conversations. He could listen to me for hours, but when he talked, he was so interesting and he had so many interesting things to say. The same thing with dad. I mean, I knew spiritually that he had his own relationship with the Lord and that was the most important thing to me. Um, but he also had such discipline intellectually. He loved to study and read and better himself. And I loved that about him. That really attracted me to him. I was like, he's going to continue to grow. Yeah. And this isn't fair because this isn't up to a person, but also his relationship with his family. You know, some families can be crazy and it's not always on somebody. It's not always their fault if they don't have a relationship with their family. But his relationship with his parents really was something I was drawn to very quickly. And his relationship with his siblings, I just thought... If he can get along with his family after all this time, then he'll probably be able to get along with me. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's important. The way a person treats their immediate family will more than likely be the way they treat their new immediate family. Yeah. And his respect for women was so profound. I had never met a man who had respected me as much as he did. In all, in all of the ways. Like even not wanting to get my number from some other guy. Like he wanted me Mm-hmm. to pass along my number, you know? Right. I you do know? love that about Matthias. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you had the, he, you're in your relationship. There is the intellectual attraction that's still there because y'all steer, still talk about books and you love to talk about theology and you still grow together, even though you have different interests. Yep. Um, of yep. course, y'all are emotionally tied. You've got kids and you've experienced a lot of ups and downs. Um, Well, we spend time to make sure that our emotions are still all tangled up in a good way, you know, like we're married. I mean, like last night we sat on a small chair and I sat in his lap for like 45 minutes and his poor leg probably went numb, but he didn't say it. I, we just sat there and talked and we were, you know, kind of in the dark. All we had was our twinkle lights on and we were just talking about the sermon we had listened to and things going on and. Um, it was just, I don't know. You have to make time for that, especially after, especially when you have little children, it would be really easy to not emotionally connect with him. Like 99% of our day, we're not doing things to emotionally connect us. Does that make sense? I mean, the little things, of course, they all add up. So the greeting at the door, the hug, the kind words, all of that adds up. But I feel like with little children, you have to make time for the emotional connection. Because you're exhausted. Yeah. It, it's easy to fall into bed. Yeah. But those last few minutes, I do the same thing. I sit in daddy's lap and he's like, you don't got the boniest butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
sorry, I'll get a pillow. Um, but it's true to emotionally connect in a sweet way does take intention mm-hmm. and scheduling. That's why dad and I go on a, a Saturday morning breakfast date. So we can just, we sit on the same side of the booth every single Saturday. <laughs> sort of and- snuggle. This is so specific to my relationship, so this won't this won't help everybody, but I do like to recommend if you are a talker and you need time to talk to your husband to feel connected to him, even if he's not talking back, because that's me. Sometimes I need to like tell him all the things on my mind and it helps if he just listens. And then I'm like, oh, could you know me? Like, I'm so glad um, yes. you know me more than anyone else in the world. I bought a massage table for him a couple Father's Days ago and... I just, anytime I need some time with him, I'll just trap him on that little massage table and give him a massage and just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And he just, mm-hmm, 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 for like an hour. And then by the end of it, I am so thrilled and my my cup is so filled and he's so thrilled and he's, you know, he feels was, great. He's so relaxed. That was the smartest purchase you could have made. It was awesome. Oh my goodness. I did the same thing. I purchased a massage table, but... I don't have as many words as you, um, but I have a lot of words. <laughs> you really do. It was I have genius. all his words and my words. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. But that is, I mean, for women who have a lot of words, that is genius. Get a massage table, put your husband on it, and just he will listen. <laughs> he will love it. He will thank he will, you. He will be all. He will ears. say, "You want to talk to me tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You have anything pressing on your mind? <laughs> Let's talk every night. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um, it's true though. I mean, it's when you get married and your lives get busy side by side, you can grow apart emotionally, just because it takes so much intention. It takes time to stay emo- em- um, connected emotionally in a positive way. I heard somebody really incredible in our life, um, a mentor in our life. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time with her yet, but she's in our group and I really appreciate her pouring into the women in the group. She said at the the last hangout we had, like a mom's swim night, that her children moved out and they didn't have any problems in their marriage, but it was like she was living with a stranger. Like she needed more than four words out of him in a day. And looking at my marriage, now Matthias isn't that quiet. (laughs) He can come across kind of quiet when you meet him. He does have a lot of words. But looking at my marriage, I thought, if we ever had issues, that would be it. It wouldn't be like big marital issues. It would be we're not connecting on that level. So making sure we take time to talk. It just it put it back in the forefront of my mind as this really matters and we need to do this right now. So when my kids move out, we're not strangers. Yes, 100%. I feel the same thing, the same way with daddy because we have so many kids and um, in and out of our room, in and out of our room. <laughs> Yeah. And it would be easy to actually not know each other. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want that. Um, that would be a terrible way to feel after spending so many years. I guess most people are empty nesters around the 25 year mark. Um, for dad and me, it'll be like 45, 50 years. (laughs) You just kept having those kids. Yeah, I know. It's fun. Um, but we do intentionally have to keep that new every, I mean, every single day we try to connect every single day. I feel safe when I know that my, your, da- your, your daddy, my husband is meeting with the Lord when he's in the word, when I see him praying, um, when he tells me about what the Lord is doing in his life, when I see him pursuing his relationship with the Lord, it gives me a sense of stability and <laughs> 
he's a deep thinker, but he he doesn't sort through his words on the outside of him. He sorts through them on the inside and then they come out. So mm-hmm. when I journal, like I'm putting everything out there so I can get to the root of a matter typically. <laughs> like um, he doesn't experience that because he's not an external processor. I feel like I probably am more like dad than Matthias is in that way. And I appreciate it. I mean, I, I appreciate knowing, getting a little glimpse of what's going on inside of him. You know, dad has yeah. journals and journals and journals and journals. <laughs> like sneaky peeks. He goes to work. I'm going to pull I, this out and look at it. I do. I can't read his writing really. <laughs> no, that is unreadable. <laughs> He's he a does doctor. That on, he does it on purpose. I'm sure that he does. Um, but it is true. I think that it would be hard to be emotionally connected with someone if the spiritual aspect didn't feel safe, you know, because we're all spiritual beings. And, um, you know, like if, if a woman was uh, chasing the Lord and, um, a believer and her husband absolutely just wasn't interested at all, I think it'd be hard to connect emotionally. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So for girls who are dating, you know, if they can understand, I'm speaking to anybody who's not married yet, understand that right now you might be physically attracted to him and you might feel butterflies emotionally towards him. But if you are a Christian and you're pursuing the Lord and he is not, it's going to become more important later. You will. Especially when you're raising kids. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I have friends who got into marriages unequally yoked and it does make a big difference. Every decision we make stems from what we believe, like education-wise, the activities we do. And if you think you're not acting out a value system, you just haven't decided what it is. You are acting out your values, but if you haven't decided what they are, they decide for you. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. They do. Um, And yes, it does become so much more important when you have kids. That's why, like, when I say that the four stages, which later become pillars. I think, I think I could explain it like this. This is how I've got the four stages in my head. It starts out like a pyramid when you're dating, because you start with the intellectual connection and then you move on to developing, developing an emotional connection. And then you get to know him spiritually. You know, are you equally yoked? And then you get married and you have a physical relationship. And then when, when you get married, that pyramid collapses and it's like, all four of those are important, but um, if the spiritual is missing, your table is going to be so wobbly. It, really it's just, lopsided, it's, yeah. It's not, yeah. You have, you will have a weak. Um, your foundation will not be sturdy, and your family could slide off the table. <laughs> <laughs> but really, do you think that some of the reason courtship gets it wrong is it starts? before you're allowed to intellectually connect like do you think that that's why that doesn't seem to be working long term I mean I know courtship was really big for like 15 years it felt like and now people are like yeah that's not working let's just not do that why do you think that that has something to do with it because you're like putting the spear obviously obviously you want to be equally yoked so the spiritual shouldn't come you know, third, it shouldn't be like, I emotionally connect with you. I intellectually connect, 
uh, connect with you. Now, are you a Christian? I mean, you should find that out up front. But do you That's think the first. Somehow- yes. Like that is the umbrella for everything. Like you've got to know before you even get into a relationship is are we equally yoked spiritually? Let me, let me say this. Something cool about marriage is the fact that you get to grow with each other and you get to be sucky at intellectually connecting and then you get to get better at that and you get to be sucky at emotionally connecting and you get to get better at that and you get to be sucky at (laughs) sex or the physical connection at first and then you get to get better at that. I think that I think something that's come to mind that seems like it might be missing from courtship, I could be wrong. So maybe none of this is beneficial. But it seems like in courtship relationships specifically where the father is looking into the guy to see if he's going to approve him, he's not saying, okay, and y'all get to grow together. It's like, are you the man you need to be for the rest of her life? Like, are you the the 25-year version of... Right. So husband, my daughter needs not, are you the 20 year old guy who is going to grow and become that man in 25 years? Who's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I do agree with that statement. Let's see. We, we both have very busy, sweet marriages, busy families, sweet marriages. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think we feel, I think I feel lucky sometimes. And then other times I'm like, okay, no, we did the work for this. I mean, it's a little bit of both, right? I was blessed with a very compatible partner. Thank you, Lord. Because if I had married myself, I would be divorced um, or close <laughs> to it. So I'm really thankful God gave me Matthias. But also we do the work for our marriage. I think it would be easy to say, well, you got lucky, right? But Nobody gets all the way lucky. I think we all, anyone who has a sweet marriage is working for it. Nobody gets all the way lucky. It is work no matter who you are. And I just want to tell the women out there who have hard marriages, like continue to do the work and you can do the work even when your spouse is not doing the work um, because he will be attracted to your good character. And even if he's not immediately changing, he will begin to change. He will want to change. I mean, I saw, I don't know if you talk about this, but I mean, I saw you do that. Dad was hard. Like he was a hard father and he was a hard husband for Mm -hmm. years. Uh, It's funny when, when we talk about it, which is very rare that it comes up, but for some reason we were talking about dad yesterday, Matthias and I were, and I mentioned something about him and he said, that's so funny. I don't know the man you're talking about. Like I never met that version of your father because the man dad is today is different than the father I had growing up and the husband that you had during those years. And I really believe that is the, the fruit of a lot of prayer on your part, your prayer and sticking with him made y'all's marriage what it is today. You have one of the sweetest marriages and it was not always sweet. It was hard. Mm-mm, it was so hard. And it's um, funny because the four kids who live at home don't know the, the man, man that I knew growing the dad, up. Yeah. They, they yeah. don't. They have no But I'm, I'm happy that I knew that person because they don't know that ma- – well, hopefully they do, but – I got to see firsthand you can walk through the fire and come out the other side and still be tender and love each other, like, and still be sexually attracted to each other. Like, you can go through hell and guess what? You can come out and you can really, really love that person and like that person. A lot of times it's like, well, if you've gone through hell, then 
you're just going to have all those bad memories or that really hard time always in your head. But y'all went through really hard things and then came out the other side and he just, he's so into you. Like dad is so into you, like the way Matthias is into me. And I just, I am glad to see that marriages do that. Marriage can do that. He is, he is the man I always believed that he could be that he yeah. would become like when I saw him I saw who he is now and when he was really really hard and just I mean saying things and doing things that didn't line up with who I knew him to be in Christ I was like okay Lord help me help me hold my tongue and wait you know um it, yeah. I think that was a kind of an example though of what you know Paul talks about I don't do the things I want to do I think mm-hmm. you all, I think you always knew dad Deep down wanted inside. to be, yeah, mm-hmm. he wanted to be the good man he wanted to be, but he just kept doing the things he didn't want to do. He didn't know how. And that's yeah, hard because no, you got hurt in the process, me. but. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I believed in him for a long time before it's like shell and skin came off and oh, there he is. <laughs> and how beautiful for your spouse to believe in you. When they've yeah. seen the worst of you. That's something that is so exciting to me about marriage is Matthias has seen every part of me, like the worst parts of me, the parts of me that I would never want anyone to see, you know, because you're so ugly and sinful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he still loves me more than anybody and yeah. likes me more than anybody. And that's the way marriage should be. Yeah. And it's beautiful. They, they should be able to see our ugliest and know our ugliest and still love us. And but. Sometimes we have to do it first and believe in them first. You know, when we wait for the spouse to act right before, you know, okay, you do, you go first. (laughs) That may never happen. If you had put, thankfully you didn't have this and also you wouldn't have, you have so much wisdom, but if you'd put what you were going on, going through on like social media or asked a mom forum or asked a wife forum, whatever, online. Can you imagine how many times people would have told you it's been a month, it's been two months, it's been a year, it's been two years, it's been three years, it's been five years, whatever. You've been been through too much. It's been 15 (laughs) years. It's been too long now. He's proven to you he can't change. Mm -hmm. How many times would, you know, you have been encouraged to leave that person instead of sticking with a marriage if you had been? A million times. But I have always known that the enemy uh, is not my husband. The The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy every single Christian marriage. And I'm like, not mine, not on my watch. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, the battle was mostly fought on my knees and the battle, I mean, there still is a battle. It just changes. <laughs> now daddy and I are more one in our marriage emotionally. I mean, it was hard to hold on to him emotionally you know, while I waited yeah. for him. Um, but we definitely, we have to fight for our kids now together, you know? Yeah. That you're There's still going through things. Yeah. There's always a battle. <laughs> like, it's not like there will ever not be something to wage war spiritually. Before I got married, my mom, she gave me lots of pieces of advice. And um, one of them was, um, you better be physically attracted to him because there will be days where that is the only thing holding y'all together. (laughs) And, um, and I thought, okay, well, that's, you know, that's a good piece of advice, but it can't only be that because, um, that, because even the most handsome man looks ugly when they're being ugly to you. So (laughs) beauty is as beauty does. It's true. It is true. 
even though some would say that um, the four stages go intellectual, emotional, spiritual, physical, spirit, the spiritual connection, um, or how would you say that? This Being equally yoked, you have to know before you even start a relationship because you don't want to go any. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want That's to like question number one. It doesn't mean you have to get in deep spiritually first date or anything, but do y'all hold the same worldview because that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Right. And then save the physical for last. And it's, and it's just, it really does. I mean, daddy and I've been married for almost 36 years and we have the sweetest physical relationship. And, um, Oh my word. Yes. Yeah, same. Like it know, keeps getting better. It does. And you think, well, I've heard people say, well, it could be boring being with the same person. No, it's not. I mean, we get so tickled and we just it laugh so much that it doesn't get boring and it is unique and God made it that way. Um, you're always discovering new things about each other, even after 36 years of marriage, you know, it doesn't get old. Um, and so if you are newly married and you're worried about that, if you continue to pursue your spouse physically, um, it just stays fun. So don't worry about it getting boring. It won't unless you get boring. Don't let it get boring, guys. Amazon has so much fun lingerie. You can spice things up in in a matter of two days with prime shipping, okay? <laughs> right. You've got this. If you have an Amazon warehouse near you, same day. Same, same day, day shipping. If you live in the Woodlands, Texas, two hours. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So, okay. Well, um, the those are the four stages. I hope that encourages somebody and yeah. you, you get something out of it. <laughs> If anything, we hope you feel like you were sitting around a table with us drinking coffee and talking about interesting things. <laughs> yes. And thank you, Madeline, for hopping on. And Thanks have- for having me. I yeah. yeah, I was so inspired by your podcast. I had to go start my own. So I love your podcast. <laughs> I look forward to it. I mean, I I wait for it to drop. It's my favorite thing. You're it's just not long enough. I know, but I can't write any more than that. <laughs> Way too short. You get three minutes. <laughs> yeah, if you if you have not heard Madeline's podcast, run and go subscribe. You're so so yes, and um, if you have not yet, um, leave a review, um, hit the five stars, <laughs> share this. It helps other women find it, and we're just here to encourage other women. So, thanks for stopping in. Y'all have a blessed day. absolutely loving my daughter's podcast. Madeline has a new podcast. It's called In the Middle and it's super short, extremely meaningful, thoughtful. Her voice is so soothing. She has the gift of writing and she's taking her blog posts and just reading them and posting them on on the podcast platform. I am absolutely loving the option of listening to her blog post instead of just always reading them. I absolutely always read her blog post and enjoy them, but hearing them in her voice make them even more memorable and meaningful. So if you have not downloaded or subscribed to my daughter's In the Middle podcast, definitely go do that. You will be so blessed. It certainly blesses me every single time I listen to it. And remember, this is a little side note, um, a free way to support podcasts that you enjoy is just to hit the stars or to leave a review. Um, It tells the platform that 
um, you're enjoying it. Apple or Spotify will um, put it in the feed so that more women can find it. So anyway, loving her podcast. You got to go find it. Thank you for joining me, my friend, and meet me back here next week in this space. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Instagram. I'm Terry Bonin on Facebook and oh, Terry Bonin on Spotify. <laughs> I happen to be me everywhere I go. And that's a good thing. <laughs>